0: Welcome to the Antioch Austin podcast. Wherever you're listening from, we hope this message encourages you. For more information about Antioch Austin, please check our website at antiochatx.com. This journey of generosity, it grows on us, and we start to make a plan, and we start to think, I'm gonna make sure this happens. And so you schedule it, you plan it, you make sure that those dollars are reserved and untouched because you've tapped into the value of generosity it's not just about the dollars anymore it's it's about partnering with god you've connected with something and then when that happens there's there's a next logical step and and you want to give more and more and that sounds crazy to some of us, especially if you've, you've never done it before, but it happens. I've seen it happen time and time and time again. People start to give, and they just can't stop. And so they start thinking, you know what, what can I sacrifice so that I have more to give? You know what, I'm not going to drink coffee out anymore. Whether, you, whether it's a $2 cup of coffee or a $5 latte, I'm going to stop. Because if it's a $5 latte every day that I get, man that's 35 bucks a week that I can I can give to something and you start to sacrifice things in your life so that you can engage in generosity even more and then there's a a leg of the journey that I I hope to get to that I'm fighting for but it's it's someone who who thinks more along the lines of legacy They don't think day to day or or month to month. They start to think generationally. They start to to think, what could I do to invest in a generation I may never meet? What What seeds could I sow that I may never get to harvest, but somebody else will? And it'll have an impact far beyond me. See, generosity is not a destination. It's a journey we get to go on and my prayer has been that you would take the next step in your journey today that today something in you would say you know what i'm ready to to keep moving forward i'm ready to keep going and that's what second corinthians 9 is it's what's taking place there so to give you a little context for for what is happening is 2 Corinthians is, is written by a guy named Paul. If you're new to the Bible, Paul wrote most of the New Testament. He was a church planner. He was a man who was moved, used mightily by God. And 2 Corinthians is a letter that he wrote to the church that was in a city called Corinth. It's obviously the second letter he wrote. 1 Corinthians came first. And, and he wrote this letter, and he's writing to this church that's a really unique church. God is, I mean, God is exploding on the scene there in Corinth. And Corinth is a major city. It is kind of the intersection of three cultures, so it's a very diverse city. This church is very influential and very wealthy. And they're seeing God move like crazy. And in the first letter that Paul wrote them at the end, in in 1 Corinthians 16, they they say, hey, we've heard about what's going on in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. See, there's a famine that's taking place in Jerusalem, and the church there needs our help. And the church had originally started there, and it had been about 120 people. And, and scholars say it, at this point was probably between 25 and 50,000 people. It had exploded. And there's a famine in the land, and they're in great need. And they said, you know what, we, we want to help create a better future for them. And so they stepped into generosity and they said, we want to be a part of the solution. The church in Corinth said they want to do that. And so Paul is writing them this letter the second time and, and he's letting them know that he's about to be coming back through town and he he's going to pick up the gift that they said they wanted to give. And, and they need to have it ready because if they don't have it ready, they're going to get shown up. See, because as Paul was on his journey, he told others about the Corinthians' generosity. And since generosity creates, it created an opportunity for others to jump in. And they said, we want to jump in. And the people that had jumped in were a people known as the Macedonians. And the Macedonians lived on the other side of the tracks. They lived on the other side of the other side. They were poor, extremely poor. Yet they had been so inspired at the opportunity to jump in and serve with generosity that they had given everything that they had and even gone above and beyond what Paul said. And so Paul's writing them this letter. He's writing it to his friends saying, hey, uh, you better get it ready because you're the rich guys and you're about to get shown up if it's not ready. You don't don't want that. That's going to be embarrassing. Because you know who's coming with me when I pick up the money? The Macedonians. And so it's a little friendly, good na- good-natured competition that Paul's poking at him with right here. And he's saying, get it ready. And as he's doing all this, he says, and let me remind you of what generosity does. Let me remind you of how generosity creates. And he says here in, in 2 Corinthians 9... Verse 6 says, but remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. Let's pause there for a second. Whoever sows, this idea of of planting something, whoever plants a few is only going to have a few to reap. But whoever sows a ton is going to have the opportunity to reap a ton. And see, what God is wanting to instill in us and help us understand is generosity always creates. Generosity is like a seed. Every time we, we jump into the generosity journey and we sow with generosity, we give of our resources, we give of our finances, it is like a seed going down and God promises you that it will bear fruit. He's saying every time you do it, it's going to produce fruit. Now, just because you give ten bucks doesn't mean ten bucks or hundred bucks is coming back. That's not always how it works. Sometimes you plant a pumpkin seed. It doesn't mean a larger seed appears. No, a pumpkin appears. Just because you plant with dollars doesn't mean dollars is coming back. Sometimes you plant with dollars, and what you get back is relationship. You get back friendship. Sometimes you plant with dollars, and what you get back is hope when you were in a desperate situation. It's not always like for like, sometimes it is. But every time you plant, God promises fruit. It will bear fruit, there will be life because generosity creates, it always creates something. And so, Paul is encouraging them. Give generously then. If you're going to plant a seed, plant a lot of them. Don't just plant a few. Because when it comes time to reap the harvest, you don't want to gather just a few. You want to gather a lot. So go ahead and scatter that seed far and wide. Go ahead and sow generously. Because you're going to want to reap generously. And what you reap depends on what you sowed. And so he's saying so big. He goes on to say, now each one of you, and this is speaking about the gift they're about to give, this specific gift to the Jerusalem church. He said, now each one of you should give what you have decided to give in your heart. You have to, you decide what you're going to give. Don't do it like someone's twisting your arm. Don't do it reluctantly or under compulsions. No one's making you do this. Remember, you're the ones that said you wanted to do this. You know, generosity is not generosity if someone's twisting your arm to do it. Generosity is an overflow that happens. And so he's saying, don't, you're not being forced into this. Today, no one's going to make you take a next step in your journey. It's up to you. How far you go and how fast you go is up to you. Because it's not about how much money you have in the bank. It's about a dream that you have in your heart. Saying, you know what? No, I want to be a part. I want to do something. It's all up to you. You get to decide. You get to set your own pace. Because God's not concerned with the, the, the size of the gift. He never has been. When, when you're the God that owns a cattle on a thousand hills, when you're the God that, that never runs out of resources, you're not concerned about the size of people's gift. You're concerned about what's going on in here. And so he's saying, I just want you to run the race. I just want you to jump in to the journey and not miss out what I have for you because every time you sow into generosity, not only is something created in someone else, something else is created in you. Not only does it give possibility and opportunity to someone else, it gives possibility and opportunity in a new future that you can't see to you. Because you don't know what your generosity might create. And so he says, don't give reluctantly. No one's making you do this. You be the one to do it, you decide what you're going to do. Practicality note. Time out for practicals. J.D. said, next week we're having a giving day. Let me give you some practicals if you want to engage in that. Again, no one's twisting your arm to do it. But I believe there's blessing for you in it if you do it. If you are a family, I want to encourage you. Your kids are going to have the opportunity to give in kids space. They're going to have the opportunity to do it. I want to encourage you as a family to get together this week. Take time to look and say, this is what we have. God, what should we give? Dads, this is your moment to be strong and courageous to lead. You can do it. It'll be scary because sometimes it is. But grab your family and say, hey, we want to be a part of this. Let's decide, just like they did. Each one of you should decide what you're going to give, so take a moment, take some time, talk about it, look what you have available to give, and say, okay, God, what would you have us give? Out of what do we have, what would you have us give? Make the decision, then give it. And give it with joy, because you know that when you sow this seed, it's going to bear fruit. Maybe what you should even do too is, as a family or yourself, whether you're single or whether you, you're you're doing this with others, maybe even take some time and dream and say, God, what will you, what could you create with my gift? Doesn't matter how big it is. Maybe there's someone you've been hoping would come to church. Maybe somebody you work with. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe you say, God, would this create for them a new future? And you start to dream, what, God, what could you do with this? Because generosity always creates. It always opens a door for something. All right, let's jump back in. Out of practical mode into different mode. It says, God is able. I love when I see those words, God is able. Sometimes we just need to say that. God is able. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, in every season, no matter what is going on, whether you lost your job, you got a job, whether you got the promotion, you didn't get the promotion, whether your marriage is struggling, whether it's doing well, no matter what is going on in all seasons, at all times, God is able to bless you so that you can abound which means you can prosper, you can do awesome in every good work that he's called you to. See, that's what generosity does. Generosity creates for you an opportunity to see a new future shaped. I want to ask you, what's, what's your step to take? Each one of us are at different places in the journey. But each one of us have the opportunity to see generosity create something. Create something in our own life. Create something in our kids. Create something where we work. Each one of us have the opportunity to engage and see what God would do. This morning, we're going to just give you space to say, God, what's my step? How do I respond to this? You know, maybe you just need to make a commitment in your heart and saying, you know what? I'm going to take the next step in my journey. Because I believe when I do, God's got more for me. He's got good things coming, and I want to step into them. And so, God, I'm going to step into the generosity journey. Maybe you've been in the journey, and it's time for you to pick up the pace. Because God's saying, i got so much more for you, and I I want you to go get it. And there's something in you that's starting and saying, you know what? I want to run after that. I don't want to just kind of casually walk after it. I want to go get it. I want to go get all that God has for me. Maybe some of you wanted to be a generous person. There's been a desire to say, you know, I want to be like that, but there's just something that holds me back. There's a fear of, of what could go wrong. My what ifs are not positive. They're, they're what if this went wrong and what if that went wrong and, and what if, what if, what if, what if. And God wants to challenge you to say, no, take the step today and see that thing broken. See that thing that's been holding you from running after what you were made for. See it broken. When you take an initial step, when you decide, no, I'm going to step into the future that generosity can create for me. Why don't you stand up? We're going to worship this song. And as you worship, I want to just encourage you to say, God, would you help me to see? Would you help me to see what you might want to do? I may only have a couple copper coins to give, but would you help me to see what you want to do? Would you help me to even see some of the future that you want to create? Would you give me a glimpse today of the more that you have in store? And as you worship, just let God meet you where you're at. He's comfortable with it. He's comfortable with where you are and say, God, would you meet me where you're at? Your know, dads, I'm one of you. Husbands, I'm one of you. For some of you in the room, what you need to do is you need to grab your wife's hand and you need to say, we're going on this journey. And you can decide later what that journey is going to look like, but you need to grab the hand and say, we're going on this journey. We'll have a conversation later, but right now we're we're putting a stake in the ground that says we're going after it. We're going to be known as a generous family. If that's you, grab the hand, go after it. But let's worship and let's see the kind of futures that God can create by this generous people.